You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, mi gente? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. Yeah, baby! It's New York Comic Con week, and we got some comic greatness today for you. We have this individual here. He is an artist. He is a designer, a storyteller, illustrator of the comic book, Dr. Rigby, coming this in October, this month, from Source Point Press. Let me introduce the one, the only, the future living legend, Mr. John Kissy. How you doing, homie? Thank you. Wow, that's... That's an incredible intro, Al. Thank you. I, <laughs> please, can you show up at my family events and, and give me give me that intro? Just give please. me a good wireless mic and speaker, and I got you. But I'll just pop out of cakes and everything for you, but I'll be dressed. Excellent. Like I'll right? pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, my homie, what's up? How are you? I'm doing great. Yes, doing very well. Very excited about the comic <laughs> and about this comics oh. community. We're going to get right into Dr. Rigby real soon, but this is Comic Crusaders Podcasting. We need that origin story, John. Sure. Let us know where you where you come from, where you at now, and yeah. what was your first taste of pop culture fandom, and who introduced it to you? Ooh, great question, <laughs> and, and a very cool answer. My, I would have to say my brother Dave, who's my older brother by about six or seven years, and he, it's very cool to have an older brother because he had so much cool stuff sitting around the house comics. We had uh, werewolf by night. We had DC Marvel. We had everything. He you let know, you custom. <laughs> absolutely. We, 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 I watched star Trek. We played star Trek in our, in our backyard. He always let me play Spock, which was the cooler character. So I gotta say, um, you know, uh, most things that are cool about me are I, I owe to my brother Dave. Who, who yeah, is, big shout out to, to Dave Kissy over there. Shout yeah, out yeah, to Dave Kissy, an, an old an OG comic and cool stuff. You know, oh, awesome, where, awesome. So even wait, though wait, he's you, a cool musician, yeah. Oh, he, oh, he does music too. Hey, we'll, yeah. have, him on, we'll have him on the show in another day then. Next you. time, next time, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talk. Where, where you hail from? Miami, Florida. Yeah. Oh, uh, Miami, Miami Vice. Where's your white? Uh, vest and you know. Then I got my jacket with the sleeves pushed up. You know, come on, well, you jacket. got these white pants, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm like, Were you safe during the hurricane that just recently passed? Everything was okay. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, sadly, <laughs> man, lots of Florida, as you know, is horribly yeah. battered. I, um, man, I remember being in Hurricane Andrew, and it, you know, it, it really is devastating to to people down here in in Florida, and uh, I'm. Man, my heart's broken for, for what's happened. But we down here, in my particular area, Fort Lauderdale, we were we were okay. But well, you God. know, many of my friends are not, and yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty scary. Um, it's a hurricane. Nature, one thing that we can't control, right? We could just gotta hope for the best, you know. So saludos to me, gente and Floyd. I hope you guys are okay. Sure, you sure. Know. So, all right. So it was your brother put you on. You grew up in Miami. You still at Miami then? You never left. No, I live in Fort Lauderdale now. Um, oh, I right. lived in New Orleans 
for about four years, which was fun and cool. Got a totally different vibe. But I, I moved back here to South Florida, but a little north of, of Miami in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. But yeah, but I do love Florida. I love, you know, growing up with, I mean, my my best friends, my girlfriend in high school was Cuban. My best friends are are Cubans. Like, I, oh, I love, you, I love you, the, you've been eating real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got with the sazon, baby. That's me, right. Medianoche. Hey. Ropa vieja. I mean, so oh, I got the uh, accent. Yeah, you got the good stuff too, man. Ropa vieja yeah. slamming, folks. And it does not yeah. mean old clothes, folks. Please look it up. All right? I know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, all right. So, did you have a tribe in school outside of your big bro that was so cool? Were, were the kids just as cool when you were growing up, or were you a lone wolf in, um, in your fandom? A little bit of both. I think I kind of, um, I got cooler in high school. I was a pretty tragic nerd in like middle school. <laughs> yeah, I had tragic. like a buttoned up. Although actually my look was kind of a precursor to the hipster weirdo thing, but I didn't know. Oh, so you're the first hipster. Everybody, yeah. we have just found out, found out that John Kissy was the first hipster. Was that like a gang? Was that like a lame gang sign? I just no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was... Uh, you know, dorky and whatever, but but dorky in a in the way that now is cool in like Stranger Things or whatever. But man, when, yeah, when I was in high school, we you know I, you discover your tribe. Like mine was theater and creative arts and art. Theater, yeah. What is yeah. this with theater and so many of you guys, man? Dude, this I gotta tell you, theater is very close to comics because you need to understand blocking. You need to understand action where where your characters are turning what they're saying what they're what they look like while they're talking like so theater is a is a very big um a very neat kind of unexpected um cousin of of sequential art i i think like i i have a layer in my comics that's called blocking where i i just say where the characters are going to go so huh. yeah. all right so start talking about the, this journey of yours so you know with your fandom, when did their creative spark first come to you? When you decided, like, okay, I w maybe I want to do something with this. Uh, many years ago, like, well, like, like a lot of us, well, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a comic book artist. Like, okay. my idols, John Romita, Bill Sienkiewicz, Oof. you name it. Legends, kiddo. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the legends, you know, but I... You know, I did a little bit of comics in the 90s. I was lucky enough to uh, work for Caliber Comics a little bit, but... Say, um, wait, wait a minute. He goes, this is a little, what, wait a minute. How did you even get into Caliber? I mean, I, I know Caliber. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm old. I'm older. I'm like Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. the Grey. No, He's just yeah. saying before the show, folks, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. No, I was... I did a few, you know, things for Caliber... Um, how did you yeah. even get involved? This is what I'm curious about. How well, did that even from, all happen? It was from conventions. And I, I do want to tell, you know, younger creators, go to conventions and just meet people and hang out and, and uh, you know, see who you vibe with. And, you know, the, the people I met at, like this guy, Joe Pruitt, who now is uh, works for uh, Aftershock Comics. He was just a cool guy and, and just people I met along the way that were just kind to me and you know it, it was you know it was a nice time to be coming up in comics i guess okay. you could say gotcha. yeah 
So how did you even, you know, get in? Did, did they have an opportunity? They offered you an opportunity. Did you say, I have so-and-so story? Well, I did submit artwork, you know, and, and this is back in the day, but, um, but yeah, and it was like, I guess I, a few pages were impressive enough to, to kind of welcome me, you know, into oh, nice. a, a couple of comics and stuff. And now, now this is years ago though. So there's pre-internet days when you used to send the mail and lick the envelopes and stuff. Kind of. Yeah. Man. <laughs> we, we had to send like stapled together 11 by 17 pages. And oh my, you stapled them yourself. Now that he went to staples folks, he had to do this himself. Right. And, yeah. and, and push it and get, and get bunions on his hands. As he's... Man, you young people don't know what staples are. <laughs> staples yeah, isn't a store. It's, there were actual staples involved. But yeah, I mean, and you had to send a self-addressed stamped envelope, which was fun. But um, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the interesting thing about what's going on with me now, I, I went on to do graphic design. I left comics behind. Why did you leave? What happened? Well, I just had to get a job and... And it, and it, I a real not, job, right? Quote on. <laughs> well, I wasn't fast and not, and not to belittle anyone who is successful in comics. I just wasn't fast enough or good enough to main, maintain that, you know, level of what you, what you really need to do to be in comics. Anyone who, who does comics knows it's very labor intensive. And, um, and for me, it's revisiting it later in my life when, you know, I'm a graphic designer, like that's been my career doing like corporate design logos, you know, things like that. And, and I revisited it just for myself, kind of a, to please myself and to, to go back to the medium that I loved. So, and I just did this comic for myself and what I'm interested in. And, and I just sent it to some publishers and source point press blew my mind by saying yeah we're interested in it we'll we'll publish it it so publish it publish it um gotcha yeah. <laughs> so right, a tongue twister and a half right there yeah so okay so what was the, the question i was gonna ask was okay so here you are you got the story in your head you know you start putting it out there but when did the story come into your head and was there anything in particular that inspired you to come back into this game well, the story was just asking myself what I would like to do, like just with no deadlines, no pressure, no one's interested in it but me. And I thought, what kind of story would I like to tell? And the thought was kind of Lovecraft style horror meets 60s James Bond adventure was oh, what damn, I what came up with. <laughs> yeah, like I, I love the idea of the the design aesthetic of the sixties and that, that was very inspiring to me. And I love weird pulp horror of that era, Robert Howard, HP Lovecraft. So that's what um, kind of inspired me. And, and it, you know, I sort of created this character visually, but then the more I wrote and sort of explored that idea, the, the more interesting the character became to me. So yeah, it was, it was just, you know, kind of a a personal project that became a thing that that I submitted to publishers, and it and now it's seeing the light of day. So, so how long smart. were you submitting the project for before it finally found a home? 
Actually, not long. A, cu- a couple weeks. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like weeks. Had... Look at this guy. Hey, well, he rolled the dice and hit and, and hit that joint. Well, Quick, but to boy. be to be fair, I had you know, yeah, I had a complete story ready to go, completely, uh, fully inked. Like I do the whole thing. Pencil. You're a one man show. Yes, yes, and it takes yeah. me forever to do it, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but, but uh. Yeah, to be to be able to present a completed story with fully realized art was was very, you know, I, I guess was a. So was that really part help. of your plan? Was that part of your plan to have it completed prior to you know sending it out? Yeah, I always thought if I could have at least one complete story, I could sell this idea of this character and this concept, which is kind of weird, but it's. You know, it's kind of follows in the in the style of mashups, which is like, for me, this is like Don Draper from Mad Men meets Conan the Barbarian meets oh, Lovecraft. So it's it's kind of a weird mashup. But I thought if I like it, maybe some other people will like it too. So Man, if you could get into my head right now and and the images that I'm I'm thinking of, my God, yeah, I love it. I oh, really cool. love this. Well, thanks. Well, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the comic. And I mean, you know, it's like a lot of these things. It's a labor of love. We, you know, we, we don't gotcha. really. Do so it. I got to ask here because, you know, crowdfunding is such a big thing nowadays. So you didn't even put this in crowdfunding. You wanted to go, wanted to hit a publisher and see, can I get this published straight up? Yeah, I knew nothing about crowdfunding (laughs) or even barely social media. Like, I'm kind of an old fart when it comes to, like, I'm kind of a 90s comics creator guy. So that means you're still walking around with a sidekick and don't have a smartphone, Well, yeah, yeah. I have have my Blackberry. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Does the ball not get stuck, man? Come on. Yeah, like, yeah. I have a very dumb smartphone. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So, well, yeah. I thought about that. And in fact, my my friend Dan, who who's you know who got his his comic successfully funded in Zoop, like it, to whole to me that whole thing was was very strange and you know unknown to me. And and I and being on Twitter now and, and connecting a little bit with the comics community, I, I understand how how cool and powerful it is. But in this case, I, I really just old school sent sent out the idea and just wait, waited for somebody to respond which is oh wow you know, so you sent out real letters but then they sent you an email <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah <laughs> right? Sent like, like a, a wax where is this letter? letter have you checked your email like oh man wait a minute <laughs> yeah i used my my ring to make a red wax you did oh man look at that <laughs> you hit folks this guy is much older than he appears apparently <laughs> pro, yeah. pro, pro tip to young creators like Go yeah, full on Dracula and seal, <laughs> seal your submissions with wax. No. You know what? That would be very impressive. I would get some submission like that. Right, this person cares. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's in the details, right? <laughs> yeah, I dig it. And let's start dig- digging into who is oh, Doctor Rigby. Oh, oh man! Thank you for look that. That look extra at that flourish. Yeah, yeah, look at this. Holy shit. What is going on here? Talk to me. Introduce me and us, the listeners, viewers, to this wonderful <laughs> world that you're creating here. Where dwells the ghostly baron? Ooh. Yes, indeed. That's his that's this adventure. It's a it's a one-shot adventure with this character, Dr. Rigby. 
who is a mysterious character, much in the vein of um, the Monster Slayer, like uh, Hellboy or Supernatural or other things. Like it, it exists in a in a universe of ghosts and demons and monsters. And this guy is a uh, lone sort of soldier in this ancient battle, which in the comic is called the Weird War. Which is yeah, that. I saw that. I was like, weird war. What's weird about war? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, tell other people arguing. Yeah, right? yeah. Well. All wars are weird. <laughs> yeah. Kind of exactly. Yeah. War is just weird. What the hell is it good for? But but yeah. yeah um. So yeah, this character exists. It, it was He was inspired originally visually. Like I got the idea of a very... Sp- well-dressed James Bond, kind of like the character from Mad Men, John Hamm's character, Don Draper. But what if instead of a martini, he wielded a sword and a steampunk ray gun? So I know the sword-ray oh. gun combination. It, yeah. So, so in now other you're words, killing me. Wait, wait, wait. Weird war. Right, so this is going to help me. What is the weird war then? Are you telling me that us us humans were fighting things that are not of Earth or... Oh, supernatural? Yes. A long time. And everyone really? in history has been involved and Dr. Ridley has known them all. What? So, including Nathaniel Hawthorne, Nikola Tesla, all of these people will eventually uh, show what? up in this comic if if I'm able to tell all the stories I want. Not if, you will be. You, I think you're oh, going to you. fish a lot of people. Let's manifest. Thanks, you're going you're gonna to fish a lot of people with stuff like this. Thanks, I mean, that is a gorgeous for cover. Speaking bro. it into existence. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a gorgeous. Yeah, you're talking about weird, right? The weird powers that we have. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. And then look at this page one, kiddo. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> the colorings, the, the panels, the lettering. You're you telling me this is the one man show right here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whoa. Art, writing, <laughs> lettering. But, you know, I learned a lot from graphic design uh, like i went back to school when i was in my early early 30s to learn uh, graphic design and i i feel like it really helped uh wow. I, I think i was like a mediocre comics artist to begin with but i really think it this helped me you know so mediocre i mean if you call oh. this what because look at this madness i mean just look at the the the, the last panel on the bottom look at yeah, that yeah i well i i, the I, detail. I like, Thank you. Yeah, I like to treat every panel like a, a little, a tiny movie. Like it, it, it begins with an initial incident. It ends with a cliffhanger, and and each page kind of leads you to the next page. So thank you. I, I, no, I put I really a lot of work here, into it. Yeah, what I dig here is how the building. If you know, if you look at it, how how it actually you know crosses into the, the panel above. Yeah. So, you know, you use all your space. It's yeah, wonderful. For sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of my influences are, are cinematic and stuff. Like I, I, a lot of, when I think of these panels, I think of them as movie screens. But I, I think somebody like Neil Adams and you know, like things breaking into other panels slightly to kind of like jar, jar the yeah. reader's eye. You know, that's very exciting. Yeah, job well done because you did this on page one already. Thanks. Uh, and, <laughs> and why this color scheme too? It, it looks fantastic. It's not black and white. Yeah, so, it, it has a color to it, but it's not colored. <laughs> well, that was another thing. I was going for like a retro kind of feel, but I didn't want to just go black and white. So I thought, and this has been done before in, in great comics like Ghost World by Dan Klaus and yeah. The Seeds by 
David, David Aja. Aja. Um, but I, I kind of, I love the idea of a, of a, a solid line art color and an, and an, and another, uh, color that can be changed or manipulated to fit the mood of the story. So that was kind of yeah. an exciting way to, to do, to do the comic. Absolutely. It felt retro, but. Well done. Oh, and there's another thing, because as I was perusing the social medias, you know, you, you know, you're saying you're a new Jack, but you, you're learning because you're like, well, for horror aficionados, there's a lot of stuff in here. Yes, many, gonna be many like, Easter eggs for horror fans. I already yeah. see this one <laughs> like on the top okay, the panel. All right, yeah. you know The Exorcist then, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. That's the first thing that just came into my head, Exorcist theme. Right. Look at that. And it, and fire. to me that was fun. That was meant to signal to the reader that he's facing an ancient enemy. You know, so uh, it's shorthand for a horror fan to know that, much like uh, the shit's about to go down. Movie, yeah. <laughs> well, right. So it was. You know, it was super fun to do because I'm a I'm a big horror movie fan, and anything yeah. I could do to sort of. And I really feel you really capture that 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 '60s look vibe here especially in those bottom two panels like those they, they really look like they were pulled out of an era yeah like i definitely i'm influenced a lot by like hitchcock and some of these older like twilight zone where it was sort of sophisticated but kind of weird like a melodrama you know like you know you're watching an old tv melodrama in black and white and there was something kind of cool about that and and the stories back then were were way cooler than they had any right to be. They were, you know, kind of, you know, asked sophisticated questions and sort of neat philosophical things, kind of guised in the in the in in horror and yeah, yeah. So, so does homie in the fourth panel have a, a, any more uh, appearances in the book? Because who is this homie? He just comes out of nowhere talking to him. What's going on here? Yeah, he. I, he shows up at the end of the book and is part of a shocking ending. So Ooh. just check out this one shot comic and you'll see what happens to that dude. And he actually, and here we go. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, go, go, go ahead. And he actually, what? Oh, well, yeah, he actually, you don't want to spoil it, do you? Yeah. I don't want to spoil <laughs> it, but he'll, he'll be back later. But gotcha. And look at this. Now you're throwing in some reds, some, 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 uh, greens as well. Yeah. Whoa! Look at this. Gorgeous. So this this was meant to be the I, the premise of this one comic, this adventure with Doctor Rigby, is that a haunted house ride like the haunted mansion in Disney World has been taken over by something really horribly demonic. So he's in his little car, but he starts to see terrible, horrific things that have no place in a in a ride. Oh. So he quickly realizes something, you know, really terrible is happening and, and he needs to combat this this menace. So it's it's basically a, a possessed ride, which I All right, was... so but why is Dr. Rigby so adamant in fighting these things? What's his story? Well, there's a hint of what his story is in a flashback in this comic. Ooh, look at this guy. He's so mysterious, keeping it like like, like mysterious and horror and <laughs> exactly. See? Yeah. 
You got it. Okay. There's a little little Easter egg of his past, but he's been doing this a long, long time, and he's taken up the mantle from other people who've been doing oh, it. Oh, so, so this is a mantle. So is, wait, Doctor Rigby is a mantle. The Doctor is the mantle. Like, what is that? Uh, not necessarily, but okay. the the idea of the job. These, <laughs> these people battling menaces from other dimensions and uh, and okay. scary other worlds has been around a long time and people you may consider parts of history have been doing it too. Yeah. Oh. And other characters from literature. So that's a little teaser for if I can do more of these comics, uh, there there's an exciting, um, you better, you guys thread. better buy this, you know, right yeah, there. Please. And it's coming soon. Uh, source point press right there. Yes. Source point I think today's the final order cutoff. Yeah. So. FOC. FOC. Retailers. Retailers, don't, don't mess around. You need this on your shelves. This is right. This is right what we need for a Halloween type. Yeah, stuff. perfect Absolutely. timing. Thank you, Al. Man, yeah, yo, this is beautiful. I mean, look at it. And it's true. I see the cinematic feel because like every panel is a wide screen. Yeah, like well, that this particularly I, I put a lot of work into. I wanted a something that established this character is he talks very big, but I want to be like, well, this guy's a badass too. He can hack apart an army of ghost zombies when necessary, and keep his his outfit clean and uh, and buttoned. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of kind of maybe a little Quentin Tarantino, some Kill Bill stuff going on there. But John Wick, but he's he's a badass with his sword and his ray gun. He has and, a spoofproof uh, suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's actually a fun thing that happens in the story that oh god he you gets see, fully, he keeps teasing us ghost blood this guy keeps teasing yeah, yeah. us you he, hear him is you, you're gonna have to find out what happens here so gotta, the I, yeah let, let me see if i could get a little bit more out of here that sword looks very familiar to me out of something out of history is that what i think it is or is that just a regular old sword well it's based on a couple of different swords Ah, a little bit from Lord of the Rings. There is actually a something from um, from history of saints where uh, there's a dagger that transforms into a sword, which is a real kind of um, part of the backstory of a particular saint. So a lot of his stuff is based on real um, history or mythology or whatever you oh, might nice. want to call it. Yeah. So well, how long were you digging in the books to to create this world? Well, you know, not not too long. Just because I I love, I I just kind of, and I, I recommend this to anyone who wants to do something creative. Just delve into the things that you think are cool and exciting. Because for me, it was all about, oh, I'm going to bring this part of history in. This is a neat part of mythology. I think Mike Mignola does that a lot. Just, you know, read cool horror stories, folk, you know, folk yep. horror. And, and there's so much out there that you can bring in and sort of reinvent and remix. And um, so, yeah, it was not, it was not uh, daunting at all. It was more just like, God, there's so much cool stuff I could, I could put in here so amazing and you know thank you for bringing up mike i just recently saw the documentary that's being released about mike and oh, amazing cool. and yes he does is it available yet things. i can't wait uh to... no 
No, okay. really soon. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'll tell you, I, I had the privilege and honor of, of viewing it, and I cool. was just I was just glued to the screen. What a story this man has. Love that, what a dude. Story. I mean, it's such a unique story in comics history, and, and a great, like, person too like oh yeah man and, he, and coming from that artsy background too when he got into it and started doing his own thing wait till you just see this documentary oh i can't wait and then yeah, yeah. After, after we see his they're gonna start filming yours don't worry oh man thank you al <laughs> thank you I oh my that. god look at this this <laughs> is a tattoo waiting to be made oh cool all right please get Dude. one <laughs> you just get one all over <laughs> the back right just like that oh I hope well, so. Who is this? Is, is, is this a, a, a villain, someone that we'll see more of? Or he's just Yes, this story? is the main villain of the comic. I won't reveal too much, but his name is the Ghostly Baron. But that's not actually his real name or his real form. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a... Um, yeah. A lot of stuff I don't want to say anymore because it... Folks, sourcebookpress.com, yeah, all right? Or oh, your LCS, for real. <laughs> yes, yes, please. This is gorgeous, though. Look at the store. use of the reds, man. Wow. Digging Thanks. it. Thanks. Well, I, and I was inspired a lot by these old trippy Spider-Man cartoons from the 60s where, where there was a lot of purple and kind of trippy-dippy, these Ralph Bakshi episodes of Spider-Man where, <laughs> where he would go into some kind of weird psychedelic funk so that that kind of inspired the let me say the no, acid no, was no. heavy with that one <laughs> yes for sure for sure yeah that's amazing but i love this this whole page gorgeous and the way you see the much different usage of the page and how you use the panels here diving Thanks. falling going what is going on here jeez yo Woo! what the hell is Look at this! Look at this! Oh yeah, this, that's this, this book is gorgeous. The pages I'm showing you guys. If you you if you don't agree, then you guys are oh. blind. This, oh man, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I guess this is kind of a bit of a spoiler, but but yeah, you don't even know the context. But yeah, uh, yeah, things are so going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, he this character, Doctor Rigby, enters what's at the beginning a haunted house ride, a very fun theme park ride and it ends up being the most psychedelic trippy horrific experience imagine. and the guy didn't even drop acid or smoke weed before going on right nope all you need is the comic you don't need <laughs> that'll get you high enough and then you could thank john <laughs> and then beg for issue two and three and <laughs> yes there yes. you go thank you right. yes. you know you know how dealers do you know they're going to give you all this good stuff up front you know, you know? and they're going to keep bringing the good stuff ah, right and you want to come back yeah 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 Ooh, look at this. That rabbit is fucking freaky, to be honest. What yeah. rabbit, bro? Are you afraid of rabbits? No, but but <laughs> I always thought of part of the, the the story is this kind of Disney-ish kind of there, there's a there's a theme park based on uh you know so underneath this theme park is a kind of very sinister plot going on. So what what always freaked me out was you know I, I i grew up in miami and i used to visit disney world as a kid but underneath all of the the animatronic mickey mouse was a horrifying like mechanical skeleton and that always sort of intrigued me and freaked me out as a kid so <laughs> i wanted this guy walking into this 
what what really is supposed to be like kind of a lovely Disney uh, inner sanctum, but it's kind of a freakish uh, Bride of Frankenstein kind of nightmare. <laughs> so I wanted to combine those two things of like the, you know, the happy animatronic with, you know, something really horrific going on behind the but, scenes. You know, what's going to happen here, John, is that kids and adults will no longer jump on horror rides after this book. Or they'll jump on more, which I hope, <laughs> which I hope, you know. Yeah. You're going to terrorize these kids, let me tell you. Oh, man. Holy. You know, the, when I saw this, you know, I don't want to get us any, any business. That remind me of somebody that died many years ago that's supposedly frozen somewhere. Well, yeah, this was sort of based <laughs> on the the neat thing about, and I love Disney World. I, I went there as a kid. I love the whole, but, but along with it comes a lot of urban myths, really cool, creepy urban myths that Disney was actually, Walt Disney was actually frozen underneath right. the theme park in a cryogenic chamber. So this sort of plays into, you know, those weird um, urban myths and kind so of like letting what your... If, what if Disney really looks like this? Holy crap. I don't know. I, I would think it would be pretty cool. I, I would go. Like, I would go. More. I would go, but I'd be terrified because holy shit, is this potential real? And, and how many more people are going to want to do this later on? <laughs> well, I mean, as a as a horror fan, like as a kid, I loved the Haunted Mansion, but I was bored by stuff like Small World and stuff. I was like, yeah, let, let let take me back to the horror the to the Haunted Mansion. Not, well, let me tell you though, that drop at the end of the ride of Small World is is, is a no you know fun trip. Well, yeah, Small <laughs> World is kind of creepy. That song being played over and over. And... The song, I love the animatronic. But when we got to the end, man, I was like, oh my god. Man, my heart was gonna come out my ass to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, holy shit! They, they know like how I said, to mess. I tell people I'm not afraid of heights; I'm afraid of falling. <laughs> That's true. It's the fall that gets you, not the heights. Yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs> people are saying that they're afraid of the wrong thing. Exactly. <laughs> and this is what's important, folks, because you know I've been showing these, but you got to go visit John's website, JohnKissy.com, the Instagram, and Twitter. To find out after the fact, but I've been showing that, so it's the same thing. Don yes. underscore kissy, yeah. And I need you to Very go original. to like go see sourcepointpress.com, like yeah, right and now. Check out all their books and check um, out just... their books, but look for Dr. Rigby, you know what I mean? Retailers, you know what I mean? Right now, FOC is today, yes. Don't please. play around, you need this on yourself right in time for Halloween. Act, Us act horror now. fans don't... need this stuff, yeah. Don't no? delay, act now, supplies yeah. right now, running now. Running FOMO. So. Yeah, for Fear real. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> for real. This, this is great. I, I'm digging it. So what happens if this bad boy sells out, which it will, Ooh. from the LCSs and, and, and the distributors everywhere? I mean, how many more stories we have planned? for? I have a group? couple of stories in the can. and I have In the one... can? They're ready to go. Yes, I have one ready to go, one kind of ready to go, and Whippa. many more, um, you know, kind of in the pipeline. Um, so if people are interested and want to see more of this character in this world, I, I have, you know, many more stories, and they are all different and strange and weird. They're, I like to think they're not quite what you expect. You know, you might think that they're just action and horror, but there's some emotion and sort of philosophical stuff going on that i put in there that i 
I really put a, a lot of heart into it and a lot of thought. So hopefully people will enjoy it and I can do more. That's, that's, I'm just grateful that this is even coming out. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure you were excited when you got that, that opportunity and they said, we'll take it. Yes. I mean, my main thing is just gratitude. I mean, I kind of wasn't expecting this in this sort of stage of my life, you know, creatively. So yeah. Yeah. I'm mostly just super grateful. All this means, John, it's never too late to start. That's all this Absol- means to me. Absolutely. I think that's a great, great lesson, you know, especially yeah, so in you, comics. You, you blew know. my mind just now. You said you go back to do graphic design when you're in your 30s. Like, not a lot of people are even thinking of going back to education because they're trying to work on the grind. You said, no, let me improve my craft. So, you know what I mean? Shit, salute to you, kiddo. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, man, that, that, that's the way. I wish every creator would think like that or every, or every person that just feels the need to do something. How about you go learn how to do the thing that you feel you need to do? <laughs> well, yeah, and sometimes the path isn't always clear. Just, just don't give up, you know, and stick with it. Even even if you'd get detoured, take a break, take a long break if necessary. But, you know, people that love this type of creative endeavor, you know, you end up sticking with it, and it it can give you a lot of rewards and a lot of pleasure in in your life and creative fulfillment. So, yeah. yeah. Get it done, folks. So let me ask you here, John, before we come to a close. So we got a couple, couple more questions. First up, are you doing any conventions anytime soon where we could see you? No, I, I wish. I, I kind of missed <laughs> the convention scene that I did. I used to do the conventions in 1923 back at, no. Uh, but, <laughs> the first SDC. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did conventions a long time ago. But I would love to. And, you know, man, as things open up, I I don't know. I'd love to. I'd love to just be out there. And I remember meeting other creators and and hanging out. And sadly, no. But but I I plan to. Well, you got you got to. There's going to be a hit book, and people are going to want to see you in person and get that autograph and then pictures. And then you're going to be the person sitting on the table where you have these random people coming up to you just hanging out. <laughs> oh, cool. And then I'll be real mean and not gracious. No, no, oh, I'm oh, I'll, oh, be very, oh, I'll be very not- kind. <laughs> No. Not for nothing. I ha- I've had that experience too with, with yeah. some with some creators, you know, that unfortunately may have had a good night the night prior and they're recovering the next day, but they yeah. they probably yeah. shouldn't be at a con. <laughs> I won't mention no names. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, come on, guys. If you're at a con, give us your best energy, man. All right? Nah, Please. It's I true. know it gets yeah. tedious, but give and us you, your best And usually energy. it's really good energy from anyone. Oh yeah. But I I've I've, I've experienced some horror stories. Like never meet your heroes <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I'm one of them. I, I felt embarrassed with my daughter, but I'll tell you that oh, in the green room. Ooh, yeah, I was like, wow, that's me that up. crazy. Oh, green. I will yeah, say I, I met Bill Sienkiewicz, just one story. He was just the sweetest guy on the planet. Like, my 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 three best friends, my two best friends, we were all like, oh, man, Bill C-. We were all kind of being nerds and gushing. He was like, <laughs> oh, guys, thanks. Yeah, like, here's my sketchbook. You know, it was just, a, you know. Awesome. A lot of people. I felt like that when I saw Jim Steranko. Uh, at a uh, at a at a con, and there he is wearing his gray, you know, jacket, you know, and whatnot, turtleneck. I come by, he's asking him a few questions, and we knew we're in for a story session because he picks up his right leg and puts it on a chair, oh, okay. his, and you're then he puts his, like... his elbow. You're like, let me tell you that I was the only person asking questions at the time I was there. Right, okay. ten minutes passed. I looked behind me. There was an army of people behind me. I was like, oh, I'm so they're, sorry. They're I'm like, like hogging him. Watches. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm hogging. They're like, no. No, no, no. Keep asking questions. We love his stories. Oh, and you're cool. asking good questions. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. 
Well, it turned like, into a live podcast without me recording, apparently. Oh, that's cool. It was fun. Well, it sounds like he probably enjoyed it. Enjoyed it too, hopefully. Oh yeah. man, he loves to talk, let me tell you. And he he taught me about psychomagnetism and, and I've been a believer since, let me tell you. It's the real thing. Ah, very cool. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome. So lastly, two more things. The first thing, thank you, John, for being bold and brave enough to put your vision out there and share that with the world and with us as comic fans. Um just seeing those sample pages. I'm already in love, so just wanna thank you. For uh, being bold and brave enough, kid. Yeah, thank you. you know, thanks so much. Thanks. This, this is a celebration of people like you. Again, you know, you go out there, you learn your craft, and you're putting out this beautiful looking product, you know, with Source Point Press, which is an amazing publisher. It's like, yeah, just salute, kiddo. Yeah. One success, wow. you know, always. Man, thanks. And, thanks for the applause. I really <laughs> appreciate it. That's very and, nice. and, and lastly, what type of advice would you give anyone else trying to step into the game nowadays? Well, I, I will say, I've said this before, and it's kind of an interesting exercise how this comic started. Just proceed as though you've been given the green light to do anything you want by any publisher, by any broadcast, whatever your creative vibe is, music, you know, whatever. Just do exactly what you want the way you want to do it. And you'll be surprised by the results. Like, once you take away the idea of getting permission or, oh, it's too complicated, I need a publisher, I need someone to tell me what to do, like, no, make the thing you want to make and then have it exist and then see who might be interested. So just go with your gut and, um, you know, just give yourself that, that freedom to do, do what you want. And, and sometimes it's hard. You may need to figure out what you want to do. It may not be clear at first. But it's a great, great creative exercise for anyone who's, you know, who's got that, that creative urge. That, that, that fire in them, that want to get something done. For it's sure, yeah. Real words right there from an amazing creator. Folks, I'm, I'm going to tell you one last time. Check out John's website, johnkissy.com. Guess what? So it's also in the out. notes below. You know, you could just click away and make your life easy. That's what we do at Comic Crew. Follow us on, uh, on social via Twitter and Instagram. He's new to Twitter, so be nice. All right, John on the score. Please Kissy. follow me because I'm new to Twitter. I'm scared of Twitter, but yeah. please be so nice. the love, so the love for amazing creators like this. And of course, <laughs> go check out Source Point Press, not just for Dr. Rigby, which is amazing. All right, get that pre order in. Also, check out all the awesome, oh, they have some great stuff coming out. Yeah. yeah, Source Point be smashing in, and hopefully, yeah. I get to pass by the booth at New York Comic Con yes. this week and say hello. I wish Dr. Rigby was there so I could pick up a physical copy like now. I'm jealous. I wish I was there just walking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be doing both things walking around, doing interviews, getting it done, you know, for Comic Crew and, and the community and the family. But, John, thank you so much for your time. Thank I you, truly Al. appreciate Gosh, it. What a treat. This was so it, cool. What an amazing book, though. You know, bless you. You know, let's manifest movies, cartoons, TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. I want to see Dr. Rigby all over the place. You know yes. what? That's the last question. If this could be anything other than a comic book, what would you like it to be? TV show. Ooh, <laughs> TV show yes. on Netflix or Hulu. Hey, Please, anyone listening. <laughs> it's streaming ready. Words are out there. Oh, you hear this? Streaming ready. That's how e you guys like it, right? Easy, easy cosplay. Yeah, come on, everybody. Let's, let's get, get it done. Happen. Get it done. This is the amazing board. John Kissy with Dr. Oh. Rigby, Source Point Press, independent <laughs> comic books at their best. All right. Thank oh you so gosh. much, John. 
I really Thanks, appreciate so. all your time. My people, thank you for tuning in, for listening, for watching. Outro tells you what to do, but what they don't tell you to do is make sure that you visit all the shows from the cover capes, like Defensive Crusade, Outside the Panels, No Prize Podcast. Um, then on CC, we got Cinema Crusaders. Right? Then we'll go back to UCPM, we got Sloppy Spoilers. And going back to CC, we got a whole bunch of awesome stuff. Just, just stay tuned then. We're dropping stuff daily, whether it's videos, podcasts, or just plain old news. We got you covered on all sides of fandom. And with that, I'm Al Mega with the amazingly talented Mr. John Kissy. Thank you again, folks. <laughs> Thanks, Hasta Al. la próxima. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.